0: We are the New York Knicks. We are the New York Knicks. Say go New York, go New York, go. Go New York, go New York, go. Say go New York, go New York, go. Go New York, go, go, New, York, go New York, go. We're back on track on the floor, scoring more as 94, and the Knicks are hardcore, and I'll tell you like this, we ain't never look sharper. Uh, you
1: are now listening to the Knicks, Knicks State of, of Mind, mind Podcast, presented we're by Elite Sports Radio. And now, your hosts, Chip Murphy and Matt Castillo. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Knicks State of Mind Podcast. I'm Matt Castillo. Of course, Chip Murphy is with me. And we're going to jump right into it as the Knicks are actually getting ready to tip off very soon. Tonight's Thursday night, so they're getting ready to take on the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, But before we get into a little bit of that talk... We're going to do our weekly, week in review for the Knicks, and the games that we are going to focus on are the Chicago Bulls, when we lost 104-102, the win against the Atlanta Hawks, 111-107, and then Tuesday night game on ESPN when the Knicks defeated the Lakers in overtime. Chip, what what have you liked from the Knicks? Well, I loved, I loved the overtime win against the
0: Lakers, obviously, because... First of all, Porzingis was fantastic, the 37 points. Uh, he was great in the fourth quarter, and over, fourth quarter and overtime. You've heard the stat a bunch of times. He's second in the fourth quarter scoring to LeBron. Uh, but he just came through so much in the clutch. And the Knicks went small down the stretch. And all the people who were in favor of Chris Ops at the five really enjoyed what happened in that game. And it was great to see Frank Niela uh playing big minutes. I think he played the entire fourth quarter in mm-hmm. overtime. And, and it was just great to see those guys all out there at once. Um, uh, it was, that was an impressive performance um, uh, via the impressive performance. Uh, Lanza Ball obviously played pretty well. Kuzma, by the way, Kyle Kuzma is he's, fantastic. He, yeah, he's I, phenomenal. Alonzo Ball is a nice player, but Kyle Kuzma is the superior player yep. right now. What I thought was very impressive was the defense they played on Brendan Ingram because you've heard all year about how much he's turned his game around, and they just locked him up all night long. Two of 12, five points. I mean, they did a great job on him. And Brooke Lopez was who always had good games against the Knicks when he was in Brooklyn. Yep. Five of 13, two of six from three, 14 points. I mean, I know he's not having a great year, and he's kind of out of sorts in a new environment, but he, he just didn't look like himself. And it was a great game, by the way. Yes, it was. 17 ties, he lead changes. It was just an awesome game. Yep. <laughs> it was a fun game to watch. Um, um, and then, you know, the Atlanta game, uh, Atlanta stinks, but <laughs> for some reason, for the last couple of years, they have really played well against the Knicks. I mean, look, Dennis Schroeder, whatever, how, however bad Atlanta is, Dennis Schroeder is a really good player and he plays well yep. against the Knicks. And he had 21 points and Ursan uh, is a really great shooter. And for some reason, the Knicks insisted on playing, on leaving him open from three point range and he made five threes. So that's what happens. The Knicks has improved as they are defensively. They still get lazy regarding the three every once yes. in a while. And because of that the Hawks game was a lot closer than they would have liked it to be. And uh, probably the Knicks could have won that game by a lot more, but luckily Doug McDermott was incredible. You know, he had 23 points come off the bench there, but uh, I think there's going to be some struggles like that without Tim Hardaway uh, against any team. Uh, without your second best player, their second best scorer, anyway, you can debate who's their second best player, Cancer or Hardaway forever. So now, then, there's the Bulls game, the Bulls in the mix, and I think that's just a symptom of how just terrible this team is on the road. I mean, they're one and eight on the road now after that loss and. That's just one and eight on the road nope. and uh what is it? Uh thirteen and five at home now. So uh it's just look, they always say role players play better at home, and that's obviously a fact. So uh W. Thurman plays better at home, guys like that, Frank Milakina plays better at home, Courtney Lee plays better at home. And cancer, who had a bad game in that Chicago game. Lance Thomas is going to play better at home. Uh, you know, they need to, but without Tim Hardaway Jr., even without Tim Hardaway Jr., they need to beat the Bulls. Exactly. Because the Bulls are trying to lose. <laughs> okay? Exactly. The Bulls were 4-20 coming into that game. And there's no reason that that should be a one-possession game coming down to the wire. Yep. And Khrushchev Porzingis should be having to take a potential game-winning shot yep. at the end of the game. That was bad. Yeah, And he shouldn't even need to play 36 minutes for them to have to win that game. Because, wow, again, that's a team that's actively trying to lose, and... He gave up nineteen points. Look, I like Nikola Mirotic. I think he's going to be. A, he's a good player, but he gave up nineteen points to Nikola Mirotic. Uh, Chris Dunn. Chris Dunn is having a good year, yes. but nineteen to Mirotic, seventeen to Chris Dunn, fifteen to some guy named David Nwamba. I mean, they were starting guys that. I mean, God, just a crazy game, and just showed. Look. Playoff teams don't lose games on the road to teams that are trying
1: to exactly. lose, <laughs> Exactly, yep. Okay, that's what I'd exactly. the Bulls game. You're 100% right. Starting with that Bulls game, to lose to the Bulls, still mind-blowing. I understand that in the NBA, these are all professionals. You can lose any night if you don't bring it. I get that. And to be honest, watching that game, the Knicks simply just looked like they were, well, we're better than them. We'll beat them. The whole kind of night. They they looked half halfway asleep at times, thinking they were going to win on their talent. Once again, I made this comment before. The Knicks don't have enough talent to win on talent. Okay? They have to come and compete. And simply, they just were not ready to come out and play for whatever reason against the Bulls. They did turn it on late in the fourth quarter when they made that run. And, and almost completed the comeback. As you mentioned, Perzingis misses the three. That kind of went in and out. It was a good look, nothing you can do about it you know you, you have to live with it. there was a good look right there by the Knicks It didn't fall for him um, you know as you mentioned some of the stats uh Chris Dunn when he when he was in the draft a few years ago he's somebody I'm very high on so I'm not shocked by his development already and how well he's playing in Chicago. Um, I even back in the day you know, leading up to that draft, I would tell you know my buddies I think he's the next Dwayne Wade. Uh, that's hefty, hefty shoes hey. to fill. But I think hey. he has that kind of potential, mm-hmm. Chip. I think he has that potential. I really, I still do. Would you agree with me on that? Or do you think it's too hefty?
0: Dwayne Wade, you're going big there. With I, I think Wade he can be. I, I think he has potential to be a very good player in the league. I think he can be a great defender. Okay. Um, I think that at Dwayne Wade is a lofty comparison because I'm not sure he has the scoring ability. Mm -hmm. But, look, Dwayne, one thing Dwayne Wade always had, everybody talks about Dwayne couldn't shoot. Dwayne always had a good mid-range shot or the ability to stop people. I don't know if he's going to be able to do that, Chris Dunn, but but I think he's going to be in the league a long time because I think he can be a great defender. Like, he was so gifted at Providence defensively that I honestly think Minnesota gave up on him a little too quickly. Um, I think they probably could have gotten Jimmy Butler for just Zach Levine if they had bargained a little harder. And I don't know. I think Tibbs kind of jumped a gun on that one a little bit. But, yeah, I I, I definitely like him. I I may not be as high on him as you are. You're really high on him. I'm high on him, (laughs) Chip. I thought the the South should have drafted him, but they, yeah. look, they look smart for drafting Jalen Brown ahead of him. Jalen Brown's been awesome. Yep. But I thought the South should have.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think the you, the Bulls lost going back to the week in review. The Bulls were a team that the Knicks have to beat, and, and when you mention it, they're just one of eight on the road. Yeah, the the old saying is you want to be above five hundred at home. You want to take care of business at home, but you want to be five hundred on the road. The Knicks right now aren't aren't playing good on the road. they're, they're struggling. It's something fierce. They look awful on the road, and they're gonna have to fix those issues. I don't know what it is. I don't know why they struggle this bad on the the road. It's it could be that simply, you know, like the other night, they didn't look like they were ready to come out and play. Um, so their their road woes are very disappointing right now uh, with that Hawk game it was a nice bounce back for us um, you know it was a the next day too so I was a little concerned how they're going to come out falling short of a comeback you know putting a lot of energy trying to make that run against the, the Bulls sometimes you come out the next night a little flat Knicks came out ready to play um, again, the only thing in the Hawk game that was a little frustrating was the inability to defend the three-point shot. And that, that they have to get better at covering around the perimeter. Um, now with the Laker game, uh, I was covering a basketball game on, on the radio from Fox Sports Spartanburg. So I had this game recorded. Um, I was coming home to watch it. And my broadcast yes, partner, you know, he likes to mess with me. So he told me the score because I had the, the game going on, on the TV out in the lobby of the school. So I only got to catch the last five minutes of this great game in the overtime that it was. Um, you know, what I've seen, Perzingis was unbelievable, hit five threes, uh, 37 points in the game. And, you know, guys really stepped up. Neil Kina had a really nice game. Michael Beasley had a really strong performance coming off the bench he was very very impressive uh feeling and you can see Cantor and uh Kyle Quinn in that overtime period after a tip and run right to him and pump him up because you know he, he brought a lot of energy and it's not much we have been able to talk positive about Michael Beasley but he finally had an impact in in that game so it's a Again, a nice little trend for the Knicks. Every week we seem to be talking about one game that's terrible. Um, this time it wasn't a blowout, but it's a loss that we shouldn't have to the Chicago Bulls. But, you know, that's the week in the reveal. We're going to wrap up this segment. When we come back, we're going to talk about Neil Aquino, Ron Baker. They, we've seen them on the floor together the last couple of games. Defensively, looks great. So should the Knicks go to those guys a little bit more on the floor together to get the best out of the defense because, again, they, they look pretty solid when they're on the floor playing defense. So we'll get into that and more into that in just a moment. Hi, everybody. Matt Costello here, writer at EliteSports.com and co-host of the next State of Mind podcast. Just wanted to take this time to thank the fans and remind listeners to follow our social media pages. You can find us on Twitter at Podcast or on our Facebook page at the Knicks State of Mind Podcast. Come be a part of the discussion. We want to hear from you and talk about the Knicks. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Knicks State of Mind Podcast. We've seen the last couple of games, uh, Jeff Hornacek going to a certain rotation, where we're seeing a little bit more of Frank Ntilikina and Ron Baker on the floor together. I think that them on the floor together, the defense is better. Um, they, they both guys that get right into their man. They pressure the ball. I was very impressed watching those two play at the same time. But Chip, I'm, I'm curious. What do you think? Do you think that's something that Jeff Hornacek has to do a little bit more? Put those guys in the game at the same time, and when, especially when we need more defensive energy.
0: Yeah. First, let me let me give you this stat here: the Baker and Nielakina, have been on the court for six games in total. Uh, Baker's only played in nine, mm. so that's not really a dramatic stat. And when they've been on the court, they've been on the court for 58 total minutes. But during that time, the Knicks have a defensive rating of 92.1. That's pretty fantastic, yeah. even in such a small size. That's pretty great. So that means the Knicks are playing – That I mean, that's better than the Boston – that's significantly better than the Boston Celtics defensive rating, which is first in the NBA. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, very small, both sides, but very good. Anyway, uh, offensive rating, not so great, 103.5, but because of how great they're playing on defense – it makes up for it. They're outscoring opponents by 11.5 points for one on possessions. But as you can imagine, the offense isn't great because neither guy is scoring very Exactly. So should they, but back to the question, should they be playing these guys more? Should Hornacek be playing these guys more together? I think he should, but because the problem isn't really the offense. I mm-hmm. think, I think that this team, the way Jeff runs the system, they're going to get points, I think. And I think the problem is the defense, and, and regardless of what you think of Ron Baker's contract, and I've certainly made my feelings known on this show, as of you, yep. when he's in there, the team just seems to make a uh, better plays, particularly on defense. And Frank is arguably their second best defender behind Lance Thomas. Yes. So, uh, uh, on the perimeter anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, so I think it can only mean good things because, like we said a billion times over the offseason, uh, Ron Baker should, in, in, under no circumstances be playing the point guard position. So, anytime you can have him out there not handling the ball, I'm cool with that. Have him off the ball. And, yeah, I think having play there next to a guy where he doesn't need to be guarding the best guard who's out there on the other team, I think that's a good idea, too. You give him a break on defense, too, and maybe he's uh, fresh to take some open jumpers. I like the idea. I think it's a good pairing with two young guys. I think think it'd be good to watch. Fun for the fans to watch, too.
1: Yeah, I... Look, I, the reason why I wanted to talk about this on this show is because this has been a topic that's been discussed. Um, you know, again, I'm very active in social media pages uh, with Nick fans, and sometimes you know discussions that are start by some of these Nick fans in these pages um, sometimes influence what we talk about on this show. And this is one thing that I, I've been seeing constantly. Uh, a lot of fans are very excited about the combination of Neal Akina and Ron Baker. And Chip, you shared the defensive stat that basically sums up how well the Knicks defense is when they're on the floor. The question, should Hornacek play these guys more? I don't think you should force it. And what I mean by that is kind of like what you touched. Neither one of those guys are really gifted offensively scoring right now. That's just the way it is. So I think... I think Hornacek is smart enough to know this as well. When he's looking out on the floor and he's seeing, okay, our defensive energy is simply just not there. And as you mentioned, Chip, we have guys that can put the ball on the hoop. Perzinga scores, Kancha scores. Um, you know, we have different guys. So when Neela Kina and Baker on the floor together can pick up the scoring slack, I think Neal uh, or Jeff Hornacek needs to evaluate how the defense is playing. If, the defense is struggling a little bit. He knows, okay, we need to start going on a run here. Or, you know, we got to start slowing them down because they're starting to score a will on us. That's when I think he needs to insert Baker and Neil Akina. And I think because of how well, and I know it's only been a few games of Ron Baker kind of finally looks like he's ready to play basketball. You know, when we signed him over the summer, I we didn't see him in summer league. Uh, we. Barely saw him in preseason and was hurt to begin the season, basically. So he, he hasn't been healthy. Now it seems like he's healthy. He has his leg underneath him uh, and and had his first real impact against the Hawks the other night this season. Um, and I think if you're Hornacek, it's a field thing. I don't think you just like, okay, go out there and make that a part of a rotation necessarily sometimes you have you what you're going to do you know the guys you're coming off the bench i think it's more like i said a field thing when you see all right our defense energy is not there that's when you say okay neil akina ron baker you go in do your thing because you know one thing i love to see is i like to see defense i really do I, i i love to see you know a team get after it defensively that's why as Sick as it is, I'm don't get me wrong, please do not think I'm saying I'm a Boston Celtic fan. Please don't. Don't 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 get that mixed <laughs> up. But when the Celtics are on TV, being a basketball fan, it's impressive to watch how good they are defensively. Sometimes even they you can say the incredible. same thing. It's very, it's very impressive. You can say the same thing about Golden State at times, of how they lock in defensively. Uh it, it really is. You know, even in football, when you watch like the Seattle Seahawks or something, you know, I know they're a little depleted right now, but when they had the Legion of Boom, man, that was fun to watch their defense just dominate. Something about defense with me, somebody can be thinking, oh, I'm an offensive guy, I care less about defense. Um, I like to see lockdown defense, and it's so much fun because I think it opens up the offense. I think when you're getting stops, you're running out of transition, it helps on the offensive side of the ball. It really does. Um, you know, being a former player, I uh, can tell look you.
0: At the Rockets this year, Matt. Yeah, the Rockets—they're top five deep. Yep, here. yep, and that's an excellent the best one. ever. Mike D'Antoni is the Mike D'Antoni's best team ever.
1: You're you're 100 right, and that's again looks at look at their style. They run and gun, and they shoot the three ball. How do you, how can you get those open threes? Mm-hmm. Well, gee, I know James Harden is unbelievable, and it doesn't matter if you're in a half court set anyway. He's going to launch from a three, and you can be all over him, and it's going to go in. But The way they really get going, they get stops, they run out in transition, they have all their shooters spread out ready to catch and shoot. It's that simple. Um, And As a former player, I know when I'm playing defense, it gets my offense going. And I I think – but the point that I'm making from this is that I think it's okay to sacrifice a little bit of offense for their type of defense that they can bring because it will open up the – the you know it would open up the offense for him so it's something that I would like to see more I don't want Hornacek necessarily to force it I don't want him to go make it a part of his rotation because if it's if it's something that's you know you get when you have a feel like you you know offensively we got it going on defensively it's all right you know you don't want to just throw in these guys that aren't very gifted offensively and then, and then kills the momentum offensively you might get Good defense for four or five minutes here. But if you're not separating yourself from the opponent, then you're really not also helping yourself uh, win a game. So, you know, I know this has been a hot topic. I know a lot of people are excited about it, and they should be because we, do, as Nick fans, I don't think we've seen a whole lot of defense, Chip. When, when's the last time you've seen a really good Nick defensive team? I can't tell you. Chip, yep. Chip. Hey. Jeff King Gundy was the head coach. Yeah, and that was how many years ago. So, you know, it's sure. it's it's what we've been talking about all offseason leading up to this season. Could somebody play defense? Look, I think we got a few guys that can actually really play defense. I think if it comes down to a late game, Knicks have a lead, I think this year, and this is something I've seen in the past, um, you know, and it kind of was the case in the Chicago game. The Knicks had an opportunity to get a stop. Um, They end up fouling, I think it was Chris Dunn, or it might have been Grant, um, that ended up getting fouled and hit the go-ahead free throws that led to that Przingis three-pointer that went in and out and we lose the game, but in those kind of situations, over the last few years, I've seen it, I went down to Charlotte, see the Knicks play the Hornets, the Knicks... Lose the game at the buzzer a few years ago. This was when Pavel Prigioni was one of our point guards. Kimball Walker hits a buzzer Uh buzzer beater on us. Yeah, the crushing loss that was. The point that I'm making, though, is in those kind of situations, the Knicks just don't have anybody that can play defense and get that last stop. I think the Knicks really kind of do have a defensive rotation. You know, out of a timeout, you need your best kind of defenders out on the floor. I think the Knicks have that. They can go with O'Quinn. They can go with Perzingis. They can go with Neil Aquino, Ron Baker, Courtney Lee. If you need a stop in a late-game situation, those five guys, I think, are very capable of getting a big stop. Um, but, yeah, I'm I'm very pleased to see that Ron Baker and Neal Aquino are working together well because, look, we have Ron Baker signed. We got to find a way to play him if we gave him that contract, you know, and I like Ron Baker. So I'm very very happy to see that these two are having an impact defensively and we're not just talking about somebody offensively. So Chip you have any final thoughts on this? Yeah, I think everybody likes Ron Baker and wants to
0: see him succeed. I think it's just questioning that contract and can he possibly live up to it? Uh I don't think he can. But if he can get if we can get some good minutes out of him, and if he can, like you said, develop some sort of rapport with Frank, well, that would be fantastic because we know Frank is going to be here or we cross our fingers and hope Frank is going to be here for a long time. So if he can, that might be the best thing we can hope for, that he develops a rapport with Frank and they get close. And, yeah, I, I, I like that idea Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, we always wish the best for Ron Baker. It's just I think he was really boxed in with that contract because he went from when he when he signed that deal, he went from like fan favorite to what's up with this guy? Why did they give him all this money? And he started getting trashed on Twitter after that. It was unfortunate because he seems like such a great guy.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. And it's good that we're getting some kind of production with them and that's working out because, like you said, Chip, we've talked about the contract. I mean, we gave him – we gave Ron Baker a no trade clause. Like – Oh, that, That's superstar status. You're a superstar when you get one of those to dictate – What the organization can do with you. And the Knicks gave a no trade clause to Ron Baker, which I love Ron. I do. I'm a big fan of him. Uh, Very excited even when we had him last year. Um, So, you know, it's nice to see that we have a young group. That is starting to play defense, and you know what? I'm still all about the future. I'm not so much concerned about where we're going to end up this year. If we make the playoffs, we make the playoffs. If not, we're heading in the right direction. I think we all can see that, and I think the Knicks fans should get a little bit excited. You know, and I know sometimes when Knicks fans I see when we're losing games, you know, they're they're getting so upset. Um, And look, I hate to lose too, but as long as they kind of keep playing like they are this year, and they're they're competing. I think that's all we can ask for, and we see them heading in the right direction is the big thing. You know, Usually, I have no hope for the Knicks. Like, I'm not saying the Knicks are getting ready to take over or anything. We're still probably a good few years away, but for the first time in a long time, I feel we're heading in the right direction. And uh, Chip, would you agree with me on that? Do you feel like the Knicks are heading in the right direction? Absolutely.
0: I think they got a great piece to put next to Porzingis with Cantor. And I think Hardaway is already performed better than they could have possibly expected. And Frank is further along than they could have possibly expected. So, yeah, I think they're definitely in the right direction. And maybe the best thing to come out of all of this, now they have a favorable trade chip with Hernan yeah. uh, Gomez. They yeah. can get something maybe out of... Could they even get, like, a first-round pick for Hernan Gomez? I don't know. Uh, They could definitely try. But uh, I don't think there's any room for him on the team now. Are are they really going to keep him after essentially benching him for, like, the first almost 30 games of the season? I don't think so.
1: You know, you could be surprised on uh, Hernan Gomez. I still think he's a part of the Nick plant. Um, I, I... I think if he does have first-round value, though, oh, yeah, you send him out. We're all – me and you, Chip, are all about stacking up picks. Some teams said they'll give us a first-round pick. Oh. I'm sending them out the door. I am. I like Heron Gomez, but for a first-round pick, I'm sending him out the door. But I do think, though, I I don't see him traded. I think the Knicks still have a belief in him. Um, So, again, we're – Another young guy that we could be talking about with the Neil Aquina and uh, Ron Baker, maybe not in the defensive category, but the young talent that we have that's coming along nicely is exciting to see. But that's all the time we have for this segment. When we come back, we're going to wrap up this segment talking about Enos Cantor playing what he says 40 50%. So we'll get into that in just a second. Hi, everybody. This is Chip Murphy, co-host of the Knicks State of
0: Mind podcast and boss of all New York Knicks content at EliteSportsNY.com. To follow my work, you can find me
1: on Twitter at, at ChipperMurphy. Welcome back to the Knicks State of Mind podcast. We're going to wrap up the show with a discussion on Enos Cantor. Enos Cantor has said that he he's playing right now at 40-50% health-wise, he's not fully healthy, he's dealing with a back issue, and he says he's not going to sit. He says these games are too important, uh, the standings are too important, he's not going to sit and watch his team struggle without him. He's going to push through it and play. So, Chip, it, when you when you hear that he's playing at 40-50% with a back injury, do you think it's wise for him to be out there and playing?
0: When I hear that he's playing at 40, 50%, I kind of makes me nervous, uh, cause it's so early in the year. It kind of makes me hope that he's exaggerating a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, guy who, who's New York's, uh, he's their third leading scorer. Uh, he's their leading rebounder. He's top, top five in the NBA in total rebound percentage, which just tells you he's an absolute beast when that, if you watch if you watch any Knicks games you'll see when the ball hits the rim he's just a freaking magnet. Everything yep. comes to him. Yep. Uh, he's incredible. So if he go and if he goes down, they're in they're in serious trouble even if Hardaway comes back and he goes down, they'd be in serious trouble. So it definitely concerns me if he's only at 40%, that he might get hurt, but I feel like if if, if things were that bad, they wouldn't let him on the court. Uh, um, but uh, look, he knows. I, I always go back to this. He knows his body better than anybody else. So I'm just kind of really hope, hoping that he would say, "All right, we are, we already don't have Tim Hardaway. So if they lose, if they lose me too, then we're really in trouble." Yeah. And what if they have to lose me hard away for like a couple weeks? Then the season could go totally in the toilet and we could lose like eight games in a row. So so, uh, I think he's smart enough to know that. And I think he's probably a little more healthy than he's letting on. Yep. Uh, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm a little worried, but I'm not as worried as I might be if. If I didn't know that Tanner was, like, a, a smart veteran player. Uh, if he was, like, a 22-year-old dope, I'd probably be a little nervous right now. But Tanner's been around for a long time. I'm not worried that he's going to do something stupid.
1: Yeah, that's the first thing that I thought, too, Chip, was when he said 40%, 50%. I said, he's got to be exaggerating. There's no way the Knicks would let yeah. him play if he was really that badly hurt. He's probably playing with discomfort. So he is not full strength. I, 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 I you know, believe that. And it makes me think, okay, he has more responsibility here with the Knicks than he's ever had in his career. Because in, even at OKC, he was a guy that was playing about 20 minutes a game, maybe a little bit more than that. That's it. He's taking on a bigger role. So he's doing something that he hasn't done in a long time, and that's play big-time minutes. So it does concern me a little bit how his body is going to be able to hold up from that. And the thing about that concerns me is the back. That's an injury that you do not want to have. Because if you have back problems, it takes a long time to recover from. Especially when you're an NBA player, the bumps and bruises that you feel throughout the season. I mean, Chip, I pulled a back muscle bending over to pick up a remote one time. And that's just minor. I couldn't walk in And bend over for about three days after that. So what these guys go through night in, night out is ten times worse than what I just described. So when you have a back injury, it's one of those injuries that can really linger and last a long time. So if he pushes himself too hard and has a, a serious back problem... We could be missing Cantor for a long time and it could be one of those things where Cantor misses three weeks, tries to come back, re hurts the back. Backs are very tricky and rest is the only thing that really can help it. Um so it does make me concerned. I think the Knicks might have to really monitor his minutes, and I'm sure they are. I'm sure they have all this information. Their training staff is, is looking on it. Um, you know, he wasn't out there for overtime and I understand it's probably more defensive um you know, reasoning why he wasn't on the floor in that Laker game. Uh, but this is a, it's a little concerning because, as you mentioned, we already have Tim Hardaway Jr. out. If we lose Cantor to a serious injury, we are in a world of trouble. We we are not going anywhere uh, without Cantor. So it, it is something I'm sure the Knicks are aware of. They're probably keeping an eye out for him. And, uh... You know, I'm hopeful that they'll do the right thing. If he needs a game, and I know he's the kind that doesn't want to sit, but I'd rather him miss a game or two here and there to give him rest, Uh, especially when you have a point in the schedule where, look, you play this night, but then you have three nights off. Maybe that's one of the games that you say, hey, we're going to sit you tonight as well, give you four really good days off. You know, I, I think that's something that they probably, their training staff is, I'm hoping is smart enough to do. Um, as the Knicks game is under I'm pretty sure, Chip. You know the the Quint, uh, the Todd Frazier thumbs down thing that became so famous at the end of the season.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I'm
1: pretty sure. I just just dunked a ball, and I'm pretty sure Heron Gomez had his thumb down at him. So I don't. Maybe the Knicks are trying to make that their rally huh. cry as well to rub off on them. Um, and really quick, Chip. Before we wrap up, I know the game kind of got underway. Uh, it's very early in the game. It's 13-10. Um, just really quick, give us a, a final score prediction who you think is going to win this game against the rival Brooklyn Nets. Who well, uh, that?
0: You know, the Nets always play the Knicks tough, uh, no matter the situation, no matter injuries, and the Nets are always banged up. But uh, Porzingis is playing... Uh, and you're not really worried about New York's road issues since Uh they're right down the road from home. Um, So I'm going to say the Knicks win tonight. uh, I I think they definitely put up 100. I'm going to say 108, but the Nets are going to score two. So I'll say 108 to 100. Okay.
1: That. Alright, I'm saying one hundred three to ninety six the Knicks win. Alright. All right. So we got our predictions there. Gotta see yeah, if we're uh, correct. Uh, I take pride in being correct about predictions. I'm never really that close. But I take pride in it. <laughs> so it's one of those things. I'm gonna be I remember these to see. If we're good at predicting these scores, but that's all the time that we're going to have for this episode and we'll be back next week for another episode of the next state of Mind podcast.